I think there, there was. <laughs> we're in agreement on this. I'm pretty sure former Vice President Mike Pence had the weirdest, cringiest one-liner of the night. My wife uh, isn't a member of the teachers' union, but I got to admit, I've I've been sleeping with a teacher for 38 years. And um, so full disclosure. <laughs> I've been sleeping with a teacher for 38 years. Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Petrano. Super Sports Thursday. We got Packers tonight, Brewers this afternoon, Bucks made a blockbuster trade. It's all good. The Badgers on a bye. <laughs> yes. Anyway. But I did mention Badgers picked up in the offseason the head coach that everybody wanted for their program. The golden era of sports in Wisconsin continues. A little more on that uh, through the rest of the hour. Eric Milstead, Vince Vitrano here with you until 9 o'clock. Greg Pe- Pancake Hill will produce the program. Starting with the GOP debate, the zingers are flying at the second GOP presidential uh. debate. This was at the Reagan Presidential Library in Southern California. Honestly, every time I hear you, I feel a little bit dumber for what you say. (laughs) That punch landed by former governor, former U.N. ambassador Nikki Haley, directed at political newcomer Vivek Ramaswamy. Is that that where she's getting that from? Stolen from Billy Madison? Is that what it was? Everyone's a little bit dumber Greg's nodding in confirmation, right? Everyone's dumber for having had this happen, or what? I can't remember the line exactly. Uh, So... I think that punch landed. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. Former Governor Chris Christie, he went hard after former President Donald Trump accusing Trump of, now follow Christie here, uh, accusing Trump of ducking the debates, okay? No one up here is going to call you Donald Trump anymore. We're going to call you Donald Duck. (laughs) I don't think think that one was a hit. I don't know what that means. (laughs) (laughs) Donald Duck. He worked hard on that one. I don't know. I actually, I think there was a worse one. I think there, there was. was. We're in I, agreement on this. I'm pretty sure former Vice President Mike Pence had the weirdest, cringiest one-liner of the night. My wife uh, isn't a member of the teachers' union, but I got to admit, I've I've been sleeping with a teacher for 38 years. And um, so full disclosure. <laughs> I've been sleeping with a teacher for 38 years. Swing and a miss. (laughs) Strange, creepy, cringy. Swing and a miss. Uh, Also another one from the former VP. Look, I do disagree with something Tim Scott just said. Joe Biden doesn't belong on a picket line. He belongs on the unemployment line. (laughs) (laughs) That's my favorite part at the end. Just some muted. Moderators Uh just kind of giggles. (laughs) 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 Good one. Yeah, I don't know, man. A couple of those didn't land for the former vice president. The, well, what do you mean? I've been sleeping with a teacher for 38 years. How about Mrs. Pence? I don't, I don't know if she was there. Did, they, did the camera pan to her? Could you imagine? Oh, no. Tight shot of her sitting Giving the evil eye like Jada did to... <laughs> right, yes. Michael! Michael! No, knowing him, he she knew the joke was coming. He probably checked with her. Discussed with the wife whether or not I could make this joke. Yeah. I don't know, man. And her reaction was... I don't know what that means. What was, what was the point anyway, <laughs> yeah, really, of the, that statement? <laughs> okay, yeah, so in, in all seriousness, we had uh, ABC News correspondent Alex Stone live with us from Los Angeles earlier today on Wisconsin's Morning News. He was at the debate last night, and I asked him, I'm like, so 
You had seven candidates up there last night. Then you had the the troller in chief, former President Donald Trump, not there, but posting to his social media and sending out news releases and things like that. But yeah. like, did, did anyone on that stage, was there even like a tier where there are several candidates who elevated themselves into a top tier? And his takeaway was mine, having watched at least part of the debate, was hard to say. Did anyone win the debate? Did anyone be like, oh, yeah, he's clearly defined himself or in, well, what in the case of Nikki Haley, she's moved decidedly ahead the rest of the field. Like there wasn't any one person who no, rose above. No. What about the opposite? Are there Anybody ones fall that, down last yes, night? that officially now have put an end to their campaign? Well, I don't need to hear any more from uh, Bergram, the governor of North Dakota. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's about you know, and he kept trying to butt in. I mean, the format doesn't work for me. I don't think it works for a lot of people. They were first. talking over each other the whole time. That's all it is. At one point, you really couldn't even hear them because they're all talking over each other. I hate when that happens, but I also don't blame them. There's seven of them up there. You're only going to get a few minutes, a few minutes of that pie. And if you feel like you haven't been called on yet you or you've got a thing, yeah. Yeah. do you really want to wait? Just put that in the hands of the moderators who did... I don't know. I don't know that we need three moderators, especially with that many yeah, people see, on stage. I'd like to see one moderator who can take command of the situation. It's harder when there are three of them there because who's driving the well, bus? It's it, Because that's, you know, it's that unfortunate reminder that this debate is not really meant for us to learn anything. It's like really actually just created for entertainment purposes. That's why you have three moderators up there to begin with. Fair enough. And Fox, Fox Business, which put on the debate and aired on Fox News, you know, Eric asked, why, you know, why do you have three anyway? Because right. part of it is theater for them. They want to elevate certain people who they believe fit into their model and put them in this area where you're going to have a lot of people it's who might PR. not normally watch yep. Fox News. Mm -hmm. I know I've been in those rooms where, well, we have this big event, so we would like you to be involved in yeah, this that which way. I get that. But again, it kind of takes a little bit of the the point away when you're more worried about who you're going to have sitting on the moderator table than you are actually getting good content. So I, I really, I kind of don't blame some of the candidates for trying to jump in, for talking over one another, because what, you're just going to wait for the panel. You're going to sit there and say like, this might be one of my only chances to appeal directly to the American people who are watching this. And I'll just sit here and wait till it's my turn. But so they must, when have, is my turn? Right. There's six other people up here, but they've clearly gotten the, the strategy or the PR note of, okay, you just have to say anything. Like you have to say something that's slightly zingy and that'll be considered a win. I mean, the, Nikki Haley had that one line and, and her name has been said more than others today because of it. Cause she had that one line that seems to have stuck. How do you get out of this though? I'm like, how do you, how do you cull this herd? You had the uh, former speaker of the house, Paul Ryan of Janesville, suggesting yesterday this candidate field needs to get smaller and it needs to get smaller in a hurry I think so we will. can start to elevate yeah. a few of these candidates because if you have two or three running against former vice pre uh, former president trump then one of those two three maybe has a chance and that ryan's motivation of course is to defeat trump from getting the nomination correct now you may be in the trump camp and then you're fine with all of this in fact watching this uh, former president trump having said we should cancel the rest of the debates that was his <laughs> Cancel the rest. What are we even bothering with for? <laughs> yeah, I'm up 40 points on the next guy. I won. And the rest of these are like twos and threes here in the polls. Chat GPT. Yeah, the, uh, that's interesting. The Paul Ryan comments, uh, obviously he's going to keep doing this to try to get in front of it to, to use his words, you know, like fix the party, save the party or whatnot. 
Maybe he should have just ran. <laughs> is he done? Oh, yeah. Done forever? Or back in at some point when the kids are older or mm, family or, I think or I, whatever. I would assume he's done forever. Still dipping but. his toes in from time to time with a few comments here and there. Nonetheless, I, I, you know, for me as a viewer, as a voter, what I want to get is the opportunity for a more substantive debate. I don't blame the candidates for taking their shots. It's the only way they can get noticed. By the same token, hard to blame the moderators. They're trying to do the best that they can in that format of bringing things out. But you got seven people up there. It's too many. Maybe that's where you need GOP leadership to come in and start saying, like, look, not your turn, yeah, gotta, not your turn. Got to call the herd. Actually, you, never your turn. No, thank you. And call that herd, get two or three of them up there, and see if you can get at a more substantive debate. But who are those two or three? And who gets to decide that? I've been sleeping with a teacher for 38 years. Not one of the two or three. 823 on Wisconsin's Morning. <laughs> Eight twenty-eight, Wisconsin's morning news. Three other quick political stories to hit you with this morning. Just two days out now from the government shutdown. I am lifting today the self-imposed moratorium I had on the program. I thought to discuss we were this. holding that till Friday. I, I said tom- Thursday last week. I swear I said Thursday that we weren't going to talk about it until it got close. Thinking that a lot of this is posturing and politicians oh, urinating yep, on each other's shoes yep, yep, and yep, you said this and you said that well you were holding us hostage and mm-hmm. not interested in all that like let me know when you're close to a deal actually today they might not really be close to a deal so i'm lifting the self-imposed moratorium on discussing the possible okay. government shutdown senate is poised to pass what they're calling a bipartisan continuing resolution that would keep the government funded one of these temporary stopgap measures that hey let's at least not shut down the government while we're still talking about things House Speaker Kevin McCarthy has already said that is DOA if it gets to the House. They've got their own bill. That could come up for a vote tomorrow, but... The two sides are still very far apart. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy says he does plan to bring his proposal to the floor of the House for a vote on Friday. But as of now, he still does not have the votes. ABC's Rachel Scott there. Meanwhile, today, the first uh, hearing in the impeachment inquiry into President Biden, that happens in the House Oversight Committee. ABC's Stephen Portnoy. Republicans allege the president has lied to the country when he said that he's had nothing to do with his son's or brother's business. Instead, Republicans argue Joe Biden allowed his family members to peddle their perceived influence on him and on U.S. policy to foreign clients. The White House flatly rejects any financial tie to the president directly and calls the impeachment inquiry a political stunt. The GOP witnesses for this first hearing will include a forensic accountant and a former federal tax prosecutor who will... Trouble for the boss. Hey, not feeling good, huh? You will not see Bruce Springsteen on tour this year. He may be tougher than the rest, but Bruce Springsteen is postponing the rest of his 2023 tour because of health issues. He's recovering from peptic ulcer disease, and we're told in a post on social media that his doctors have him continuing treatment through the rest of the year. He says he's on the mend and can't wait to see fans next year. I think we can cut him a break. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> that guy, man, he tours hard. Uh, other entertainment news. I didn't realize, um, I would have guessed him to be older, but Harry Potter actor Sir Michael Gambon, he was the one yeah, who Dumbledore. Dumbledore in the, the, the last several movies. Uh, he has passed away. 82 he was. I'm with you. I would have thought he was older as well. Yeah. 
So that news broke this morning, and we have this late-night talk show fans will enjoy this news. Fans of those monologues, all three of the big network guys will be back on Monday. So returning to late night, now that the writer's strike is over, Monday will be the first shows. Is every monologue going to be full of writer's strike jokes? Oh, absolutely. Like the writers just, right? Absolutely. Is it going to be funny um, or sad? No, I don't think it'll be sad. It'll be funny, right? Uh, yeah, it's got to be funny, right? Okay, those shows would be good. I mean, man, when you have that kind of sabbatical, you better come in hot. Come That's on right. now. <laughs> you got stacks of material. You're just, <laughs> right. ah, this is actually old. This doesn't play anymore. Exactly. 841 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Eight forty six on Wisconsin's morning news. I wonder if you could share. Yeah, we we did it early the other morning, but the piece that you did with the family who lost their son to a drunk driving crash was a head on crash, right? Yeah, this happened last December in Sauk County. A crash that killed a young man from West Bend, twenty year old Grant Peterson. He was heading home from a ski trip on I ninety ninety four, and his car was hit head on by another car that was driven by a now convicted and sentenced drunk driver and the family is now pushing even more like something that needs to be done the idea of just raising awareness of all the alcohol consumption that takes place in wisconsin but also what can you do about it i spoke with grant's father about some of that very athletic very social a lot of friends when someone asks you to describe one of your children what do you say? A lot of hobbies, downhill skiing, to fishing, to golfing. David Peterson's from West Bend. He's talking about his son, 20-year-old Grant. His various jobs, all the relationships that he built, the thousand people that showed up at the funeral. Grant was killed last December by a drunk driver. And on Wednesday, David will be reading an impact statement during the sentencing hearing for the young man convicted of killing him. You're only allowed so much time, roughly. And what can you say in that 10 to 15 minutes that's going to make a huge impact on the judge? Obviously, the pain of tragically losing a loved one is indescribable, and the Peterson family, like many other families, have had their ups and downs dealing with it. But since Grant's death, David says there's one thing he keeps noticing. Wisconsin's constant and consistent consumption of alcohol. Yeah, you kind of cringe sometimes because of those of how our society is well come to this park bring your dog and have some brews you know nobody stops and really think about how are all these people getting home who's driving and until it happens to you you don't do that either it's hard dealing with it because you see it everywhere recently we we're invited to a party a 50th birthday party we couldn't get ourselves to go because we were just thinking well how are all these people getting home and that's the point see david and his wife are hoping that moving forward anyone going out anyone enjoying a drink has a plan who's driving home who's taking responsibility and he prays his son's death can be used to teach others look at all these people that have passed away huge proponent of education, being a teacher myself, making sure they we educate them at a young age. As for the impact statement David will read, he'll no doubt describe in great detail just how wonderful his son was. Full of spirit and funny and 
just a great all-around student athlete. But he has other intentions as well. The judge needs to know like how painful this is. It is painful and for not only myself, but everybody that's involved. things to follow up on that. First of all, the sentencing was earlier this week, Eric. Do you know how that turned out? 20 years. Ugh. 20 years for the 18-year-old who was drunk and crashed into Graham Peterson's car, killing him. So 20 years in the state prison, 15 years initial confinement, followed by five years extended supervision there. I think one of the issues in... Um, I've been getting some um, tweets on this because we had posted the story mm-hmm. yesterday and people talking about it. Like, well... the Obviously, this is a thing that happens because of how much drinking takes place in the state. You know, no one being snarky, but just saying like, yeah, it's obviously out there that we drink a lot of alcohol in Wisconsin. I think what the Petersons are trying to get out there is, you know, we got made a lot of attention over things like COVID, have made a lot of attention over different events that have taken place, whether it's a cancer or, you know, other illnesses Trials, tribulations that have happened to society in some way, right? And their point is, where is the action for this when the numbers are so mind-boggling? The number of people that are killed each day by intoxicated driving across the state and across the country, that what's happening? Why, why can't we get our arms around it? Is it political will? Is it something else? And, and his point, main point there you heard in the piece was... like. At least have a plan. You know, so many times they've seen it. Like you go someplace and you just kind of go, okay, all of a sudden you've had two, maybe three. And then all of a sudden, okay, well, what are you doing? How are you getting back home? That's the part that resonated with me was he wasn't trying to shame people for drinking. Oh, no. He wasn't saying don't enjoy, you know, it is part of our culture. And and when you drink responsibly, it can be celebrated. But his point exactly was, you know. Don't head up to the Packer game tonight, uh, you know, and you're both drinking all game and then you get to the end and you're like, wait, which one of us is driving? Like one of you has a couple of pops in the parking lot for tailgating and then lays off and he is the person who's going to drive home and have that plan as opposed to getting to the end of the night, whether it's a party or wherever. And you're like, who's at least good enough to drive? Like that's right, not right. a good plan. Yep, yep. Yep. And it takes one mistake. And or we, mis- can all, we can all do that. That's yeah. easy. It's easy. Mm hmm. One misjudgment, and it can change multiple people's lives. Yeah, well, think about the 18-year-old. 20 years? Yeah. Think mm-hmm. about the life that was changed there as well. 851 on Wisconsin's Morning News. My wife uh, isn't a member of the teachers' union, but i got to admit, I've, I've been sleeping with a teacher for 38 years. And um, so full disclosure... Hey, me too. Way too full of disclosure. <laughs> WTMJ's forecast sponsored by Dave Drake Camp Heating, where your comfort is, their family's tradition, some sprinkles maybe hanging around this morning, and then things start to get better in the afternoon. High of 68 degrees. We're at uh, 64 in Milwaukee. Now, somebody, somebody's been texting this morning. He's real bent out of shape saying we didn't give, provide the proper context for the Mike Pence joke that didn't land in the debate. So coming up at 9, we're going to run the entire debate in full. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll give you all the I'll go get a coffee. Fair enough. My thing on on the former vice president was not the the context or whatever. I mean, obviously, President Joe Biden's wife is a teacher. So there was some sort of reference to that and a teacher's union thing that all preceded it. Like there was a he didn't just come out of nowhere and just drop it. I've been sleeping with a teacher for 38 years. Actually, it's kind of funny. I thought it was kind of funny. Yeah, I've I've been married to a teacher for 38 years, too. 
I just thought it was super out of character for Pence to make like a sleeping. Oh with yeah, oh yeah, right? yeah. That was my point on there, and I just didn't think the joke landed. We actually got Saturday. I got a, a ton of debate content. We have somebody who was in the room last night, Joanne Jeanette, a freelance reporter. And I and I and I love this comment from our old colleague here at WTMJ. That was the kids' table debate last night. None of this really matters because none of them are even within sniffing distance of Donald Trump. It's kind of like they're just practice debating. I just want to see several of them elevate, though, to get into that top tier of whatever that is, so that they can get you know cull the herd here and then get to a little bit more substantive conversation. So that somebody can actually wage a challenge to yeah. former president. Trump. What you got? Look, I do disagree with something Tim Scott just said. Joe Biden doesn't belong on a picket line. He belongs on the unemployment line. <laughs> <laughs> and no laughter, <laughs> just that one. Like, <laughs> a lot of weird, nervous laughter last night. Like <laughs> nothing ever hits. Right? I did feel a little bad for him. He was like, he was like, yeah. It's like, oh. if you're the loudest one laughing at your own jokes, it wasn't right. a good do, joke. Do you like this one? Honestly, every time I hear you, I feel a little bit dumber for what you say. Burn! <laughs> I love that one. one. I'm a Nikki Haley guy, so I that's, love that one. That's the one that hit, really. Yeah, that's it. She's All the right. best. Steven Sandy, WTMJ Now are up next. No one up here is going to call you Donald Trump anymore. We're going to call you Donald Duck.